Praise the Lord. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. Last time I was here in April, we taught on the subject of uh, Hebrews 4.14, if you were here. Uh, Hebrews 4.14, he's just saying that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Uh, but actually, uh, the Amplified Bible says, let us hold fast the confession of our faith in him. All right, let's try it one more time. These are instructions for every believer if you want to win the fight of faith, if you want to win in life. He says, here's one of the things that you and I must do is when you see what Jesus has done for us. And we have a great high priest that's on our side and our advocate. He says, now let us, here's our job, hold fast. Hold fast means what? Hold on tight. Don't turn loose of it. Don't let it go. Hold fast. There is no such thing as faith that does not have an adversary and a challenge. No such thing as unchallenged faith. So, Dad Hagen said it this way, even if failure is on all four corners, you hold fast to your confession of faith. In other words, don't say one thing on Sunday and then go silent Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or say something different Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Confession means to say the same thing. In other words, keep your words in agreement with God. Even if you don't feel like it, even if it don't look like it, your assignment is to hold fast, hold on tight, don't turn loose of your confession of faith. Amen. So that's Hebrews 4.14. That confession of faith we know in uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, is really the confession of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. In other words, this is not only how you got saved, this is how you are saved. Amen. <laughs> Amen. In other words, it's not something you just do at an altar call once, you know, and then you kind of forget about it for a few months and maybe even a few years. But he says, this is the confession the word profession, same word as confession here. All it means is you're a professional at faith. Amen. Amen. You don't want to be an amateur at faith or the devil's going to beat your brains out. If there's one thing you're going to be good at, that you're a professional at faith. Amen. I know how faith works. I know how to live by faith. Amen. So I'm not just saved by faith. I live by faith. So he says this confession, Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. In other words, this is the most important confession in the whole world. It is the one confession that will keep you out of hell. It is the one confession that will get you into heaven. Amen. And it's the one confession that the, script, the Bible says there that you cannot even confess Jesus as Lord without the help of the Holy Spirit. So your confession that Jesus is Lord, he says, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. We know the word saved literally means more than just someday I'm going to go to heaven. The word saved means deliverance, safety, healing, preservation, soundness, and really all the benefits of salvation. In other words, any area of salvation that you want to be effective in your life, it must have a confession. 
That means if you're silent in some area concerning the benefit of your salvation, then that's not going to work right for you. In other words, this is how it works. You confess Jesus as Lord, confess his lordship, all that he's done for you, who you are in him, and that confession registers in three different places. Number one, that confession registers in heaven. Actually, Jesus said, if you'll confess him before men, he'll confess you before the Father. So there's a confession on the earth that is acknowledged in heaven. So your confession is not just for your sake alone. It is that confession before God and all the holy angels, Jesus is my Lord. What does that mean? He's my victor. He's my champion. He's my master. That means sin shall not have dominion over me. Satan cannot have dominion over me. Come on, all the works of the devil cannot have dominion over me. Jesus has set me free. He is my Lord, and that's my confession. He's my Lord. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Even if there's failure on all four corners, it is my faith that's going to change things in life, and my faith must have a confession. In other words, instead of asking people how they're feeling, you should ask them, what is your confession? In most religious circles, people would think you're talking about a confession of sin or failure, but really the, the majority of confession in the New Testament is the confession of your faith and your identification with Christ. So he says, that confession, Jesus is my Lord my Savior, my Redeemer, my righteousness, my healer, my physician. Amen. Jesus is my Lord. And he says, it is that confession. That's how you are saved. Amen. Saved. And so Paul says, in case you don't understand this, Romans 10, 10, for with a heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In other words, you believe in your heart, and then your confession precedes the experience of deliverance, safety, healing, preservation, soundness. In other words, the confession comes first, and salvation comes immediately. Are y'all sure? So how significant is that confession that Jesus is my Lord? I'm holding fast to that confession. Amen. Amen. Are you holding fast to it? Amen. Are you conscious of the significance of it? In other words, you can't be silent about it. You hold fast to your confession. Amen. What is that? Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer. Amen. So it's not, it's not good enough just to think about it. You're going to have to say something about it at your house on Monday. Come on, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. Come on. And somebody said, well, I don't think that's necessary. Well, you are not in charge. The Word of God said it is necessary for that confession to activate your salvation. Amen. And before you even feel saved, before you feel forgiven. Amen. No matter how things look, what is your confession? Jesus is my Lord. Now, let me show you a connection here real quickly here, and that is you go from Hebrews 4, 14, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1. Hebrews 3, 1. So, you're going to see a lot on this subject throughout the New Testament, a lot here in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 3, 1 says that uh, we have Jesus as the apostle and the high priest of our profession, same word as confession. In other words, your confession registers, number one, in heaven. 
Jesus at the right hand of God is the apostle, high priest, the sent one of your confession. So he's there. Uh, our victory is secure, paid for. But he's saying, now I need you to say something. I'm waiting on you to say something. I want you to say something that agrees with what happened on the cross and what happened in the resurrection of Christ. So your confession brings you into agreement with that. And he said, and that confession registers in heaven, number one. Number two, it registers in the heart of the believer. In other words, you believe in your heart, and what you believe in your heart, amen, you make that confession in agreement that you believe that Jesus raised from the dead and that you've been made righteous because of what he's done for you. Yeah, amen. amen. So, number one, it does something in heaven. Number two, it actually will do something in the heart or in the conscience or in the innermost part of every believer. In other words, you can help yourself with your confession. Come on, are you struggling with different things? What's your confession? Is your confession going to agree with God or your circumstances? So he says, hold fast. That confession does something in heaven. Number two, it does something in the heart of the believer. Actually, I like the way Dad Hagen said it in Mark 11, 23. He said, you can actually school yourself into faith with your own words. In other words, you're having struggles or feelings, come on, all kinds of circumstances, and with your confession of faith, you school yourself right into a position of faith. Amen? So, number one, where? Number two, where? Number three is this confession is made for the sake of your adversary, the devil, because, you know, he is paying attention. I said, he's paying attention. And so what you say is either going to is either going to loose angels, come on, or loose devils. And what you say is either going to give you victory, come on, or what you say is just going to agree with the world, the flesh, and the devil. But what you say will have authority over the devil. What are you going to say? He says that they overcame him by the what? blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And one translation says, by the word of their confession. Wow, if your confession puts the devil on the run, if I was you, I'd start saying something about it. Amen. Amen. Don't be tormented in your mind. Come on, don't be tormented and don't be defeated. Don't be struggling just with a confession. Jesus is my Lord. Amen. And then I agree with the word of God, with my words, and that's how faith works. I'm glad to know how faith works. Amen. <laughs> so God's going to make it so simple that he said actually anybody could do it. He said whosoever shall have whatsoever in Mark 11, 23, what he's saying is anybody could do this and it'll work on anything. Are y'all still here? Amen. What is your confession? So now your confession of faith would cover a lot of different subjects. Number one, it would cover your faith in the blood of Jesus. And so, in other words, if you're going to live by faith, faith in his blood, then you're going to have to have a confession of faith about the blood. Amen. In other words, when you do that, you're putting the blood on the doorpost of your house, and you're letting the devil know he's going to have to go down the street. In other words, I live by faith, faith in the blood of Jesus. So that blood, amen, I'm redeemed by that blood. Amen. Wigglesworth said, there's not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. So I've been made righteous by the blood. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ because of that blood. So I have faith in the blood. And there is no faith without the confession or the speaking part of faith. In other words, you're not really even activating your faith till you start talking. Praise the Lord. 
All right, let's keep going here. So Hebrews 3.1, Hebrews 4.14, then go to Hebrews 10.23. So I'm running through these a little bit faster, but I see a few people that's slowing me down a little bit. So Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. <clears throat> Amen. So there he says, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. How many of y'all ever had any, uh, a week of wavering can cost you a year of wondering? Yeah, I, I mean, I have it a week of wavering. You're like, a whole week you hadn't made no confession of faith. Amen. Then you show up at church. Uh, uh, you don't have to say nothing. I can see you. So, so sometimes people hadn't made any confession of faith all week long. They just show back up at church. No, so you no wavering allowed. In other words, you can't hear the word of God and speak the word of God here on Sunday morning. Then go back home and just keep talking the way you want to talk for the next seven days. Then you're going to show up, and you've been what you've been doing, wavering. You know what it says? But it says, "Let not the person that wavers think they'll receive anything from the Lord." <laughs> so, so the Lord said, "Just let me tell you straight up, you ain't getting nothing." In other words, if you're going to waver all week, in other words, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what's your confession? Come on, how many of you got a list? You have a list of your confessions of faith in the blood. The blood of Jesus purges me from every defilement of the enemy. Amen. Wigglesworth said, there's not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. You say, well, I heard you say that, Pastor. No, it's not. It's, I mean, you can hear what I say, but the devil needs to hear what you say. Come on, you come to church, hear what I say, but I want to know what the devil's hearing when you're at the house. In other words, you're going to have what you say, not what the preacher said. So he's, he's got to keep saying it until you say it because you have what you say. So, so you, he says, hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering, without wavering, without wavering. How many ever seen a few things and had a few feelings and experiences that made you waver? Nobody here, huh? How many ever had some challenge in your life made you ever going, I, I sure don't look like this working for me. I, 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 I don't. You know the devil's a liar. In other words, you hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering. That means even if failure is on all four corners, what is your confession? Jesus is my Lord. I'm washed in his blood. I'm redeemed by his blood. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Everything has become new. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm free from sin and guilt and shame and condemnation. I'm washed in the blood. Are y'all still here? In other words, what's your confession? That confession. So he says, hold fast to that confession without wavering. Praise the Lord. When Trina, had, uh, Trina was diagnosed something like 30 years ago with a brain tumor, you know the story. And so, uh, man, we went to the hospital. He told us all, she's got a brain tumor, inoperable, leave her crippled, paralyzed for the rest of her life. Well, she's not crippled. She ain't paralyzed. She's here singing, praising the Lord. So apparently, amen, thank God for the doctor, but he ain't always right. What he said ain't always what you got to have. Come on, just because the doctor said it. Come on now. I got another doctor on the case. I got Jesus. I said, I, I want to go talk to the great physician. Come on now. I, I'm not, I thank God for doctors and hospitals, but he ain't the last word, whatever his name is, and every Ph.D. on the back of it, and D.D.D. and uh, Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. Amen. All right, let's keep going. So we just stood up in the face of that situation. 
Amen. Said, no, she's not going to be crippled and paralyzed for the rest of her life. That tumor's going to have to be removed is what that's going to have to do. So we spoke to it when they first told us about it. Then we had eight days in the hospital. Pain, come on. Pain, <laughs> headaches. So eight days, guess what's the sign I put on the wall? No wavering allowed. That means if she was healed, she is healed. Come on, and healing is ours. It is mine right now, and my wife is healed, and she'll be strong and, and live strong for the rest of her life and give glory and praise to God. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Then I put a big heavyset woman right by the door in the hospital. She had a list of names on a piece of paper, and if your name wasn't on that list, you don't get in that room. Because we don't need a bunch of rubbing and sympathy right now. We need the Word of God. We need a confession of faith in the Word of God, and we're going to hold fast to it. Amen? So people got mad. Hey, can't let Pastor Roman let me in the room. He ain't going to let me in the room. I said, no, you ain't getting in the room. Come on, everybody that's a, a believer. We're going to get believers in the room. Come on. I need four crazy friends that believe God. I need some crazy people that act like the Bible is true. So in the room, so we're speaking the Word. Well, I said, we're speaking the word. The doctor said, well, we need to see what kind of tumor that is, right? So he took her into surgery after eight days and went in her brain six times, came out after, what, four or five hours, and he said, Pastor, I don't know what to tell you, but that tumor is gone. I said, I do know what to tell you. I ain't surprised because I know God is faithful. Great is his faithfulness, and we hadn't wavered, and we don't waver. We believe God. Amen. So she came out. So for the next six months, what did you have? Well, you still got symptoms. You got feelings. Come on, you got uh, experiences and challenges going on in her body for the next six months. What do you do? Get the word out. I'm holding fast to my confession of faith without wavering in the name of Jesus for perfect soundness in her body and her brain. Amen. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Praise the Lord. Come on. God is faithful. He just said no wavering allowed. Come on. How many of y'all would like to say, you know, I'm tired of wavering. You know what wavering includes? Number one, it includes going silent. There's no voice of faith in your house. That's a wavering. Boy, got quiet on that. Second wavering is saying something different than what God says about you in Christ. So you could waver by being silent. All right, so let's go on with this. So no wavering. Come on, hit the person next to you and say, he said no wavering. He said no wavering. Come on, if you can't reach him, just wink at him. No wavering. No wavering. Come on, no wavering. In other words, what I'm going to say here on Sunday is what I'm going to say on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday. Come on, if thoughts and memories and pictures and feelings come to my mind, I'm going to say Jesus is my Lord. I'm redeemed by his blood. Amen. I've been blood blessed. Amen. So I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out the head and not the tail. I'm holding fast to my confession. Yes. Woo! Come on, Jesus already did the hard part. All he's asking you and I to do is to say the same thing, be in agreement with him, 
And that's really what amen means. That means so be it or say it be so. If God said it, it be so. You say, well, I don't feel that way. It don't matter how you feel. It still be so. All right, let's keep going. Praise the Lord. All right, so where have we been? We've been to Hebrews 4.14, then we've been to Hebrews 10.23. Hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering. Why? Because he is faithful that promised. Praise the Lord. We call that bulldog faith. Hold on tight to your confession of faith. In other words, God tells you where to hold on. For your faith to work, he says, hold on right here. In other words, you're just a believer. God's a performer, so you don't have to go try to make everything happen. I'm holding on right here. My mouth or my words are going to be in agreement with what Christ has done for me, who I am in Christ, and what the blood has done for me. I'm holding fast. Come on, this might be the most important lesson you ever heard in your life on the subject of faith. Dad Hagen said it's so significant, so valuable, important. He said, I could preach on it every day for two months, 60 times in a row, and never come to the end of it. Come on, I could preach one or two messages, and you think, I got that, I got that. Listen, camel breath, you ain't got that. You need to pay attention. Amen. I might have to do it 60 times in a row for you to brighten up. Are y'all still here? Don't act like you already got everything. Amen. In other words, God said, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to bring this back to your remembrance. Wouldn't that be something if we could just hang a little recorder around people's neck every Sunday and have them turn it in the next Sunday? Oh, wouldn't that be good? We just play it for everybody and just see, see, see what you said. See what you said on Monday, on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Then you wouldn't even be coming here saying, I don't know why things ain't working. You know why. Don't act like you don't know why. Because I know the word of God is true. And if God said that'll work, that's got to work. In other words, I'm going to hold fast to my confession of faith. He is faithful. Listen, and so you're talking about healing. You're talking about deliverance. You're talking about prosperity. Any of those areas that your confession is silent, you will struggle in that area. But the moment you make that adjustment, whoo, praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, bring it on over here. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Come on, I do not lack for ability. I do not lack for opportunity, and I never lack for money. I am a tither. I'm a giver, and God opens the windows of heaven. Come on. You say, well, I believe that. You can't just believe it. You go out to say it. Hallelujah. All right, where did we get to? Hebrews 10, 23. And this is just the introduction. Now go to Hebrews 13, 15. Are you ready for this? Woo. While you're on the way to Hebrews 13, 15, put down 1 Timothy 6, 12, because I don't want to leave this one out. 1 Timothy 6, 12 says, fight, 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 fight. You're not going to enjoy the promises of God if you don't like to fight. Now, I'm a middle child. I like fight. It's a fight with my older brother, younger brother, neighborhood kids, you know, so we always had a fight, and if we didn't have one, I'd usually start one. 
There's a number of ways you can start fights, you know. <laughs> you don't have to always have to hit somebody. Just talk to them a certain way, and they're, like, they're after you, man. Here they come. So fight the good fight of faith so we're not in a people fight. That's a wrong fight. Amen. But he says fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. That means the, the quality of life that God's given us in Christ, the benefits of that life, lay hold on eternal life. And you've been called to that. And he said, and you have professed a good profession before many witnesses. So now your confession is influencing the people around you. Amen. Come on now. Amen. So you're ready to fight? How are you going to fight this fight of faith? He said, you're going to have to have a good confession. You're going to have to have a good confession. In other words, simply Jesus already defeated the devil, so you really ain't fighting sin. You're really not fighting the devil. You're really not even fighting sickness and disease. What are you doing? He said, you're in a fight of faith. In other words, God's already done everything he's going to do about your salvation, your deliverance, your healing, your blessing, your victory. Come on, your identification with Christ. That's already set. Matter of fact, Jesus did it so good, he just sat down. He said, now, I'm just asking you as a believer to do what? What's your confession? Your initial confession is that Jesus is my Lord. That means he cannot dominate me mentally. He cannot dominate me physically. He cannot dominate me emotionally because I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. So my confession, that means I'm going to fight. Praise the Lord. Come on, you're going, to have to, you're going to have to work on your attitude if you're going to fight. Praise the Lord. I used to say, uh, read stories about Abraham Lincoln that said a guy in his village had a little dog that could whip all the big dogs. They said, well, how is that possible? He said, well, your big dog ain't even ready to fight till the fight's half over. He said, my little dog stays mad. You know what that means? That means that little dog had a constant attitude. He's ready to fight. Come on, you, you want to start something? I'm ready right now. Most people ain't ready to fight till they get hit three or four times, and they go, oh, man, I think I'm in a fight right now. Listen, but if you say, I'm ready to fight as soon as I get up this morning right now. Matter of fact, devil, you just give me one thought, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I'm a child of God. Amen. By confession that Jesus is Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm just blessed coming in and blessed going out, the head and not the tail. Who did that? Jesus paid it all, amen, and he's already done everything he's going to do about it. How do you access it? With your words and your confession. Praise the Lord. Now go to Hebrews 13, 15. Praise the Lord. We jumped over to 1 Timothy 6, 12, so I'm trying to do these in the introduction. Praise the Lord. So if you're not paying attention, then I have to repeat it again and again. Amen. <laughs> Even if you do pay attention, I'm repeating it anyhow. Because <laughs> some of y'all faking me out. So Hebrews 13, 15. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 15, what's it say? Come on now, why are we going into Hebrews 13, 15? I'm going to show you. It says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, if you were in my house, my mama, she did not just praise at church. 
She didn't have to have nobody hitting the high notes. She didn't have to have nobody that's extremely talented on the piano. Come on, at the house, you're going to hear my mama in the morning giving a sacrifice of praise to God continually. Everybody say continually. Come on, everybody say no wavering allowed. So that means she's going to start thanking. Let's get, let me give you some thanking scriptures. Are you ready? Here's something right here. <laughs> Colossians 1, 12 through 14. Giving thanks. Giving thanks unto the Father who has qualified and enabled us and made us worthy to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life who hath delivered us from the power, dominion, and control of darkness, and he hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In him we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness and the remission of sin. Somebody ought to start giving thanks right now. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, you riding around with somebody that thinks they're so spiritual and you don't ever hear them thanking God for nothing? Oh, let's keep going here. I said, you riding around living with somebody, you never hear them saying, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you made me worthy and qualified me. Thank you, Lord, you have delivered. What do you think the devil does when that's your confession? I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. In him I have redemption through his blood, even the remission of sin. What do you think devils do? Y'all didn't know there is a devil. Y'all didn't know somebody else listening? You didn't know somebody else has a strategy and a plan against your life? That's the devil. That's devils and demons and evil spirits. They got strategies. Are y'all still here? So when your confession affects heaven and angels, it also affects who? The devil and demons. So your confession, what do you think the demons do when you say, I've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated? They're like, well, we can't do nothing here. Come on, they're going to have to go down the street. They ain't going to do nothing here. Come on, that's why you give no place to the devil. Amen. Don't give him no place. Praise the Lord. So you're continually a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of your lips. In other words, you can't do it silently. I said you can't do it silently. That's, that's why I come down on the floor, so I could look at you just like this. I know y'all kind of hide out if I stay up there, but I'm down right down here with you. In other words, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The moment you activate your faith, that's where your victory is. So he says, by him, what does that mean? Through Jesus, what he's done for us by him, let us do what? Offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. All right, let's try this out over here. By him, by him, praise the Lord. It don't matter how pretty your Bible is. 
Come on, if you don't start activating it, it ain't going to work for you. Amen. You're going to have to start activating it, all right? We give the sacrifice of praise to God when? Continually. Somebody say, what, what time is it? You say, it's a good time for me to praise the Lord right now. You say, that's a good time right now. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I'm redeemed. In other words, and then where it says, giving thanks to his name. Did you know the giving thanks, giving thanks, giving thanks is the same identical Greek word as confession. So other translations will translate it, confessing to his name. So when you're giving thanks continually, that is your confession being activated. Come on. And you could activate it with a song. Who great is thy faithfulness. Come on now. Man, I, I was going deer hunting with Mac Hammond up in Minneapolis. We got up early in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, got in his old stinky truck, and we were going to go out in the woods and hunt some deer. Amen. Man, I got in there, and it's 5 o'clock in the morning, and I started singing. You know, I can't sing good, but you don't have to sing good. I heard some of y'all this morning. But anyway, the guy said, I used, I used to pray I could sing till I heard you. Then I started praying you could sing. So, so you, my daddy said, God loves a crow and a canary. Amen. So, so I just lift my voice. Come on in that cold truck. And I started singing, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. And while I was singing, great is thy faithfulness, the presence of God filled up that truck right there. Boom. Did you know your confession can fill your car, your truck with the glory of God and fill your house with the presence of the Lord? Just your confession. In other words, you're just agreeing with Jesus. But he's already Lord. But he's Lord there where you are. When you confess, Amen. praise the Lord. Man. Wow, I guess, is this time, is this the time? 9.30? Y'all got more announcements here than any church I've ever been in. I'm telling you, there's so many announcements. I don't even have no time to preach y'all announcing this and announcing that and announcing something else. Lord, have mercy. What in the world? Y'all must be like running all of Chicago or New York City from here. You got so many announcements. Why don't you just write them on a piece of paper and say, read that. Let's preach 10 more minutes. All right. So now your confession. God bless the announcements. Sorry, I was raised in church. You know, my dad's a pastor. My grandpa's a pastor, you know. And so I know when there's unnecessary stuff happening in church. Anyway, so, so let's just keep going here. Praise the Lord. I, that's probably Pastor Andy's fault. Anyway, so <laughs> they probably do an announcement. He says, could you make it a little bit longer? I said, no, we don't want it no longer. We were sitting over there, and I told him, go up there and shut this thing down so I can preach. So anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> he's smiling. He keeps smiling. Later on, he'll say, I ain't hear me not to do. So, no, he don't ever do that. For your faith to be effective, <laughs> hold fast to the announcements. Oh, no, I don't say that. For your faith to be effective. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. 
I guess I'm going to have to get, get back here and get in charge of the announcements. Uh, for your faith. My daddy used to talk like this when he got home, you know, from church. It, my mother would be there, and he'd say, I'll tell you what I'm going to announce. I'm going to be ready to preach. And so, anyway, so it runs in my family. For the word of faith to work, it must be where? In your heart and in your what? Mouth. For the word is near you. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. Woo! Come on, we're talking about the word of faith that moves mountains and miracles happen and healing is received by that same word. The Word of God will heal you if you will continually confess it. Your confession of faith will change your consciousness. Let's try it again. Change your consciousness, and you will develop a righteousness consciousness. And by the blood free from sin consciousness, our failure consciousness, our struggling consciousness, and you'll come right up and say, I am not trying to be, not someday going to be. I am the righteousness of God in Christ right now. Matter of fact, you can't ever get more righteous than I am right now because I'm washing the blood of Jesus, and Jesus is my Lord. Amen. That righteousness consciousness restores your confidence in God and in yourself. In other words, once you are conscious of that righteousness through your confession, now initiative starts again. Ambition starts again. I'm well able to possess the land starts again. Once you lose righteous consciousness, you're like, uh, I'm just breathing. But through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ. Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'll have to finish this next service, I suppose, if we can cut off a couple of announcements. But I'll try to finish this next service. <laughs> Hold fast. Hold on tight. No wavering allowed. Don't say one thing on Sunday and go silent on Monday. Don't say one thing on Sunday and say something different on Monday. Amen? In other words, it is your confession that precedes possession. The moment your confession is lined up with the word, it is always destination, possession. Let's try it one more time. I said, that's my destination is I'm agreeing with God. Now, look, I got it. So, would you get that from? From my confession, which includes by him, therefore, let's offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Same thing. Praise the Lord. That's a pretty good song this morning, too. It's an old song. 
You know, I'm almost 70 years old, so my son pastors our church now, so I go to their church when I'm home, which is not very often. But I, I try to tell them, you know, these younger people. I said, I want you to sing a hymn every now and then. Come on, I know we old, you know. We're all old. You think we're all old, you know. I said, just sing a hymn every now and then. Huh? Sing blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. That's a pretty good confession, isn't it? Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Woo, what a foretaste of glory divine. Amen. In other words, so I said, it's the old people got all the money anyhow, so you might as well sing something from the old people. Come on, you young people, y'all all broke. You'll sing something for the old people here. <laughs> y'all pray for me, right? Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. Let's lift our hands up. Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the lordship of Jesus Christ, that he descended into the lowest place. He ascended to the highest place. He is master and Lord of all. Above every principality and power, Jesus is Lord. Our confession of faith brings us into agreement with the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter how we feel or how things look, our confession is I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. I hold fast to my confession of faith without wavering. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Things changing in our lives, spiritually, mentally, physically, there is nothing out of range when we have the confession that Jesus is Lord. Woo, come on, Jesus changes everything. Everybody make this confession. Jesus is my Lord my Savior, my victory. Jesus is my righteousness. I'm redeemed by his blood. No matter how I feel, even if failure is on all four corners, I'm holding fast to my confession of faith without wavering. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> All right, everybody take an offering envelope. This offering is for the conference this week. And so uh, take an offering envelope. If you want to give this morning, fine. Or you can take it home. You can give tonight, uh, the next service, or you can give Monday. But if you want to give this morning, you may not be able to come back. Then take an offering envelope. And so the conference this week might probably cost $100,000 at least, but the money will come. How many believe that you are worth at least 100000 Say, God's going to bring me a supply of the word, amen, the spirit that's going to help me, amen, change my life. So we're believing God for Sunday through Wednesday, uh, a supply of the word and the Holy Spirit. That'll be more than enough. So what, what do we say? We say, I claim $100,000 for the church this week, and I say the money will come. Boy, the devil gets scared, right? He's like, oh, no, they ain't worried about money. No, the money will come. I said, the money will come. Came in, we'll be a blessing, amen, and we will be blessed, amen. Let me pray with you. If you're taking an offering envelope, if you're watching online, there's a place where you can give online. And uh, as you give, there'll be a supply of the word. Praise the Lord. Father God, I pray a special blessing. Every tither, every giver, every sower in this church, 
those watching online, a blessing upon their life. Thank you, Lord, that your word works mightily and effectively. Thank you for the supply of the word of revelation and the supply of the anointing of the Holy Ghost changes our lives. Every person here, including myself, by Wednesday night, we'll say it's different now. Things have changed now. And we're growing and increasing in faith and love and increasing in revelation and application. Thank you for a whopper of a harvest coming in. You multiply our seed sown. You make all grace abound. That businesses are blessed and jobs are blessed and families are blessed. And Lord, we have received your word and we are a blessing back to your kingdom and your ministry.